Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Always, my name is Sean Boyce. I'm the host. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Travis Woods from Fort Point. Hi, Travis. How are you? And thanks for being here. Hey, Sean. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about yourself, your business, and talking about the topics we have prepared for today. But before we do that, if you wouldn't mind, please, for our audience, introduce yourself and talk a little bit more about uh, Fort Point. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Four Point's a decade-old company, and um, we're based here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, about 10 years ago, we started out mostly by supporting uh, startups and, and small growing companies. Um, and from that, we learned a lot about how to do some pretty dynamic problem solving um, and over time, we've scaled with those clients and happily grown with them. So um, today, we're in a growth mode. We've added some new tools. We've uh, refined our processes. And so you know, that's kind of why we're here today is talk a little bit about the things that we're doing to grow our, our, our company now, um, our marketing efforts and sales efforts. Um, but that's, that's where we are today. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Travis. And for the audience, so they know a little bit more as well, too. Can you talk a little bit more about the services that Four Point offers, uh, what your customer looks like, the type of challenges that they have that you solve, which we'll obviously talk a little bit more about with those other topics that you mentioned, too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, our primary customer is a, a small business anywhere from you know 10 on up to about 100, 200 people. And... Um, uh, like I said, we we really started off in with a lot of companies that were moving quickly. Uh, back when we started in 2009, these companies were, um, you know, start off with just a couple people and a few MacBook Pros. And from there, as they got more funding, as they added more people, their problems and things changed. So we, we learned pretty quickly that... Um, how to pivot and, and make sure that we were able to take care of them. So we, we've taken that now to who we're serving today, um, these larger clients to kind of build out plans for the direction of their business. Um, so that's a big part of what we're doing is making sure that their IT is ready to scale with the, the direction of their business. So, And I know we spoke about this previously as well too. You're essentially providing, is it, is it essentially um, like managed service provider for uh, different types of companies? You know, your relationship with them obviously being business to business service based in technology, but for IT hardware and infrastructure related to Apple products for business? Yeah. So it's not just Apple products as well, but yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's, it's a world that I live in every day and I forget to explain that. Thanks for, for drilling into that. <laughs> of course. But um, but yeah, fundamentally, I, you know, our job is your outsourced IT department, um, and so what we do is come in and we want to we want to help manage all aspects of your IT infrastructure because let's face it, you know, the the, the greatest efficiencies and, um, and and it's your utility. Um, you know, your greatest efficiencies are going to come from a well managed IT stack, um, and most companies can't function without. A, one of those pieces in place or, or working at, at hundred percent. So that's our job As we come in, we look at everything from the end user, you know, the person that's at their computer and the device they're on through the network. Um, and then also securing all aspects of that. So cybersecurity is a big part of it. And so we 
um, create again another plan to layer on um, the protections that that meet the client's needs based on their compliances or their industry things like that. Very good. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and as you mentioned on this show, what we talk quite a bit about is everything from business development to sales to marketing for you and your business. So B2B service provider in technology, talk to us a little bit more about the business development activities that you guys invest in. Yeah. So, um, so right now what we're doing, uh, as I mentioned before, we're in a growth mode. We've, we've, we've um, established some, some new processes and the resources that we've plugged in are all mature. And we're at a point where we're ready to take on some, some new clients and bigger clients as well, because we have a lot to offer, um, especially in that, that, you know, 10 to 100, 150, um, the tools that were only available to the enterprise clients previously are now more accessible to these clients. And so they can have that greater efficiency, those greater pro, uh, protection um, that the, the enterprises have always had. So, um, so that's why we're excited about what we're doing right now. And, and there's such an emphasis on growth. Um, some of the activities that we've been doing right now are um, uh, the, the, the biggest one we've been doing is outbound uh, email marketing campaign. Um, we've been using a number of tools, um, you know, kind of LinkedIn sales navigator so that we can really focus in on a specific account type of company. And, and um, we haven't yet selected a, a vertical, um, but there are, you know, there, there's a, there's a narrow list of, of companies that we find um, have, we've had great success working with and, and we understand their businesses. So. Yeah. So it sounds like email outbound email marketing, you mentioned LinkedIn sales navigate, which is a great tool. I use that on um, yeah. from, from the perspective of the, activities that you guys are investing in for both of those in business development, how are you finding like the profiles of the companies that you would like to, that you think, you know, ideally would be a fit for the services that you offer because you've helped. It sounds like you've done activities where you're comparing the profile of who you've helped previously, looking to replicate that by finding other companies of a similar profile. My question would be then like, how are you, what tools are you using to do that? And how are you developing? Like, do you have like a messaging sequence going on? Is it, like a, a form yeah. of a drip campaign? Is there any interactivity involved with it? Is it completely done manually by a person? Love to learn yeah. more about all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So let me take you back to the, the genesis of it. So we really started with, um, and by we, <laughs> mostly myself, um, yep. putting pencil to paper and and really sketching out who are you know, what, what does our ideal client look like? So, and like I mentioned, that, that started with the people that we're serving now, um, and then also the types of clients that we wanted to start to attract as, you know, we go up and in, in scale. Um, and so that included everything from, and some people call it a, you know, a persona, um, you know, your client persona. So that included everything from defining, you know, what industry they're in, what their geography, um, the types of, of people that work there. Um, who are the, you know, identifying, trying to imagine what the wins are for the stakeholders. Uh, so the C-level C people, the people that are going to be making the decision, um, really trying to get into their heads of thinking like, wh what are the problems that they're solving every day and how can I speak to those problems? And so by defining that stuff out first, 
it gave us a, it gave me a great baseline as to what, you know, what my messaging should be so that I can speak to those, those pain points and ultimately resonate with them. Um, the tools that we used to do that uh, were email-based and it was a sequence of about six emails. Um, and um, we've, we have kind of two sets of those that are going on right now. One's a cybersecurity-based one and the other is a um, is just more of a general MSP you know, based ones. So managed services, um, but still speaking to very specific pains that a stakeholder would, would experience. Um, we're using Apollo.io as a, as a uh, marketing automation tool. It's been really great. Uh, there's a really nice LinkedIn uh, um plugin that works well for grabbing contacts, people that we find there. So, you know, our, my pool of, of resources is LinkedIn Sales Navigator, pull those into the, um, into the uh, Apollo.io, and then queue those people up into the different campaigns based on, based on, you know, again, whether I want to hit them with the cybersecurity message or our managed IT message. So, um, and the, the metrics that we get back on that are fantastic. You know, it's it's really it's super interesting to to figure out it. You know, what's resonating with people. So, and the metrics you're getting back through Apollo as well. Yeah, it is. Most all of the metrics are are are, are based in. You know, right now that's our our most fundamental um, marketing automation platform for now. Yep. Um, I've looked into HubSpot, and it is a HubSpot's an amazing tool. Uh, and if my, I think if my marketing budget were a little larger, I was going to say that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's great, but it's not cheap. It, yeah. But you know, they've, they, they really have, uh, the playbook on inbound marketing. And I think, I think anyone who's, who's looking to get started and looking to really figure out what, what to do and what's going to work. That's a great place to start because, first of all, they have a lot of, of great resources that are free, absolutely free, um, that, that'll allow you to get started. And, yeah, it's going to have a little HubSpot branding on it, but um, but they also have good content that helps you to get in the mindset of, like, you know, defining that buyer persona, um, defining what your differentiators are, defining, like, what your messages should be to, to bring people in. Um I like the fact that you mentioned starting with the buyer persona as well, too, because that matters so much. So, and the more specific you can get, typically the better, because it, yeah. it just helps because you know you understand them, right? And you can speak their language. So it's not going to feel like a completely random, you know, communication effort just out of the blue. If you, yeah. if they know that you understand them and that that can be conveyed through your messaging, that'll help start to build that connection. Well, Sean, I mean, you know, you think about all of the email that we we get in a day Crazy. and, you know, most of the job is to just kind of buzz through it and you're, you know, you're reading subject matters. But when you stop in that process and think about the stuff that you do click into, you know, it, it's like you, you get you get real meta about the whole situation. You're like about the stuff that's coming into you. Cause you're like, Oh, what if that was me on the other side? And, and you start to think, you're like, what was it about that message that made me click into it? Was it the use of my name in the subject? Was it the fact that they knew something, a little something about my business that 
that said, oh, hey, the, this we're, we're paying attention. We, we, can, we might be able to help. You know, did our homework exactly right. Yeah, it's not just random. Could have been said to anyone type thing, but it's more, more personalized or catered to the audience specifically, right? So it applies to them. Uh, and that's I was going to ask more about that as well too. Is not just the investing in content, like you'd mentioned. HubSpot has a ton of great content on this topic, but how have you guys invested uh, in anything else marketing wise that you might share as part of this process? But what what are the tips that you have? Like what what seems to work, be working well for you as part of this process through, through using the tool Apollo and creating this messaging sequence? And how, how have you iterated on the process from where you started and then figuring out what works well? Have you been able to draw any correlation there and then further invested into you know, what strategies have been the most effective? Yeah, you know the, the the messaging aspect of an email campaign, and and again, that's one particular way. When we look at inbound, there are a lot of different ways that you can you can capture eyes and attentions. Um, you know, there's always the 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 offer offer something like a white paper, or you know, you, you want to give something to get in, to get a contact. Yeah, those those things that show intent, um, and that's you know those those are those are things that usually go through your website or um, landing pages, things like that. Um, but uh, back to your your question, um, the key. <laughs> sorry, what was that question again? <laughs> yeah. like it really was. Out. It was related to what you've and the offer is an important point that I don't want to gloss over because that, that like that having a hook and offering something to who you're speaking with is, is huge. So I definitely yeah. want to hear more about that, but it was related to how you have evolved the process based on That's measuring right, yeah. what has, has worked <laughs> for you guys and where you decided to reinvest. Like if you've drawn any correlation there amongst like comparing yeah. the campaigns together, this one was slightly different in this way, that hit rate was higher as such. We're going to reinvest, you know, in that strategy. Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, there, there are a number of key issues, you know, you're either, you're either one, you know, you, you got to make sure you're speaking to the right audience. Um, two, you have to make sure that the message that you're saying to that audience is resonating. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, the, who the audience is, that's a little easier. That Again, that's geography. That is the type of business it is. So that's, that's pretty easy to define, but but really that messaging aspect of it is so important um, because messaging can overcome the last item, which I was going to say was timing. You know, you want to find someone who is in a, you know, ideally our client is um, or our our prospect is, is unhappy with their current IT provider. Um, They've probably had some kind of security incident um, or they have been hit with a new compliance that they have to meet that the other, you know, that their, their, their current provider, or they may not even have one, but their, their, you know, IT provider can't help them with. Um, so those are some, those are some key elements of that buyer persona that we pulled out as like, you know, wh- where are they in their world? So when we get back to that question of like, what have we done to, 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 you know, in our product to change our process, um, the things that we've tried are, you know, variations on the messaging, you know, cause that is the greatest variable right there is like, are we speaking to their problems? Um, and I would say that most of my energy goes in 
to trying to address those problems yep. and really creating a marketing message that is succinct and demonstrates knowledge, demonstrates trust, um, but more than anything, demonstrate or uh, sparks curiosity because um you know once we have the lead the next thing is to set an appointment to start the conversation and that's where we switch from the marketing to the more the the business development sales aspect of it um and you know moving to the sales part of it the the messaging is is a little different, but it's more specific. It's where, you know, I'm, I'm fishing for pain. Like I want them to tell me more about this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's less about what we can do for them and more about, tell me about what you're struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. And then I will speak right to that and, and, and make sure that we can, we've, you know, because let's face it, you know, b- business owners either want to know how they're saving money or making money. And, and if these solutions can speak to those two things, then we're, then we've got a conversation. That's definitely going to help. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. A couple of things there to reiterate, speaking to the problems more specifically, I see so many instances of this done poorly because I get hit with spam all the time. I'm sure you do as well. Also, <laughs> or it's just like, Hey, you buy this. It's like, okay, number one, who are you? <laughs> right, two, right. How do you know I need that? Right. I, you have no information on me. So you uh, specifically underscoring the fact that speaking to their problems is so important. And we know that so well for those of us that have tried here many times and been unsuccessful to try to figure out what does work is people are only looking for solutions to their problems, right? Uh, so you need to line that up really well. And if you don't, um, you're just going to annoy someone. And then you mentioned right. another element around timing. That one's really important too. And I don't feel like that gets enough attention as in, there, you know, you could find uh, the right buyer persona. You can have a conversation with them, but you might be too early. You might be too late. So the more effort you put into the timing element and understanding, not just who buys, why they buy, but when they buy, that's an opportunity as well. Too. Now, and with timing, you know, there is a tool to address that. Um, and and Zoom info, um, not Zoom the Other platform. Different. Yeah, but Zoom info has a product that is intent-based and um, it's, it, it's been on my radar. I've been, been kind of curious about it, but um, theoretically they're taking information from G2, Gartner, um, that, and correlating that back to a, a company in their database. And then they're making a claim that, hey, this company is actually shopping for these keywords, cybersecurity, okay. or things like you know, work from home, things Very like cool. that. So, so now it's possible to put to, you know, to quantify and say, oh, hey, this company is looking for these things and they've looked four or five times or four or five people have looked for this information. Um, and that allows you to, to strike while the iron is that, that you know, that sure. theoretically should solve that timing issue, you know, that's a good one. I'll have to check into yeah. that as well, too. Zoom if is another great product. I love what they're trying to do. I think that's great. Um, and that can really help, you know, making sure that you're speaking with the right audience at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it is a, it is a premium, um, a premium product, no doubt, but, um, sure. but being able to pull in that kind of information is, is really key. So. 
Awesome. Uh, Travis, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this information is really helpful for both myself, other people looking to do the same, which leads me to my next question, which is, what's the best advice you have for somebody looking to level up their effort in business development for uh, those of us out there also running B2B service-based companies? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you start to take a run at the marketing and, and um, you know, getting in that growth mode, um, a, a really important part is to come back to the fundamentals of your company. And I, I'm a huge fan of Gino Wickman's Traction. Uh, traction, yeah, it is. It, it's like one of those books that <laughs> I honestly carry it with me all the time. It's it's it, it, it probably looks like some family Bibles, you know, being passed yeah. through. But um, it's dog-eared and it's noted up, but it is such an important um, uh, you know, guide to really establishing what your core values are, you know, what your company stands for and what you're, and, and helping you to define your distinctions. Um, and I've, I've, I go through that process every couple of years just to, you know, just to refine it. Um, and that's, I, I think prior to a, a marketing ende- endeavor, Having your your key distinctions, your you know things that you stand for, having those things ready and def- clearly defined will make the marketing process a lot easier because you have a platform from which to speak to, and you know that you're an authority. So, um, so yeah, that's a great one, uh, great resource for sure. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and again, thank you for being here. My last question for you is: Who should reach out to you, and how can they get in touch? Sean, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for asking. So um, folks that can reach out to, to me are anyone who is, first of all, I, I want to offer myself as a resource on all, all things IT. Um, you know, a lot of companies have an IT department or they have someone who they can call upon, but um, just need a, you know, a second opinion. Um, and I serve on an industry board um, and you have a lot of experience in this uh, managed space. So I want to offer myself as a resource to folks. And of course, if you're a company that is growing and struggling with the pains that come with that from your IT infrastructure, I would love to talk to you and, and figure out how we can help. So what would be any particular like contact information you want to provide for our listeners? Our, um, yeah, our website is uh, fortpointit. Dot com, um, and you can always go there, submit a request. They come to me as well, so I'll see what's going on. Um, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, tra- LinkedIn forward slash in Travis Woods. Uh, so that's another great resource. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so please definitely reach out to me there. That's a that's a great great place to catch me. Will do. Uh, thank you for providing those, Travis. We'll link to those in the show notes. And thanks for being here to share your knowledge and experience with our audience. Sean, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send us an email at support at podcastchef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue generating lead magnet for your business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30 day money back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level.
Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024, and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks.